It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got a great one for you today as it is all NBA draft related. The draft is this evening. Cannot wait. One of my favorite events of the entire year. It's a great way to kick off the offseason, which apparently has already started with all the moves being made. Going to talk about those as well. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles Hamilton. What's good? The draft is this evening. It is one of my favorite events of the entire year. Uh, I think it's better than the NFL draft. Uh, It's just, and I think part of it is the fact that you only have, you know, 13 active players per game in the NBA. Again, I'll never understand why they have inactive players. I I don't get that. If the roster is 15 people, you should have 15 people available to play. But it doesn't matter. I I think it's the fact that, you know, there's only 13 active players. So if you draft someone, that's a much bigger impact uh, than one out of, you know, I think it's 46 active for the NFL or 45. So I think that's part of it. I just, it's one of my favorite events. I love breaking down the players. I love uh, just everything about it. And so we did a mock draft, a locked on NBA mock draft where each expert from each team did the pick for their team. Hope you all checked it out. If not, you should go check it out right now. But I did a segment for the Warriors on their pick first round pick, which is number 28. They also have one second round pick, which is number 58. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. But I wanted to play for you my segment from uh, the Locked On NBA mock draft special because I recorded it before the Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson injuries. Now, my philosophy hasn't changed. Neither is my pick. But... There's, it's worth a discussion as whether it should change or not. And we're going to talk about that after. But first, here is my segment on uh, the Warriors' 28th pick from the Locked On NBA mock draft special. So this is who I believe the Warriors should take at 28. And it broke down that way as well. I didn't pick a guy at 28 that you know someone else picked at 20. Uh, it fell this way, and I think the Warriors have a great shot at getting them. So here is that segment. Hello and welcome into the Warriors draft room. And I'm going to start with what the Warriors' biggest needs are. Some would say the center position is definitely still a need for the Warriors, but I think the free agent market will work in our favor to where we can find a solid veteran center for the minimum salary. And we've selected centers three out of the last four years, and really only one of them's worked out, and that was with three years of development, and that's Kavon Looney, who is also a free agent. We expect to be able to re-sign him, but even if not, I think we can find our replacements in free agency. We still have Damian Jones under contract. 
Jordan Bell is a restricted free agent, so we'll see what happens with him. As far as other needs, the biggest need for me is the small forward position and just wings in general, versatile wings who can play the two, three, or four spot. And one of the biggest reasons for that is the future of Kevin Durant. We don't know whether Kevin Durant is staying, but regardless of what Kevin Durant decides, we need more wings. We need more playable wings, especially ones that can play immediately. And part of the reason for that is we saw it in the playoffs. As soon as KD went down, the drop-off between him and his backups was way too big. It was much bigger than it needed to be. Obviously, you're not going to find a Kevin Durant replacement. He's one of the best players in the world. But the drop-off doesn't need to be Kevin Durant to Alfonso McKinney, who played hard. He's got some skills, but he didn't have the skills that the Warriors needed. Uh, Dream scenario for me for this team is actually the scenario we got today, and I'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, The biggest decisions I was making at this point uh, for players that I'm deciding between were Dylan Windler, Darius Baisley, Ty Jerome, and Lewis King. Darius Baisley and Lewis King, both projects. Baisley, I don't know if you guys know, he spent the year off from basketball doing an internship for New Balance. Uh, He was going to play in the G League and then didn't, and he's a project. He's going to take some development. Lewis King, kind of similar situation. He played at Oregon, played well. Both of these guys are enormous wings. Baisley comes in at 6'9", Lewis King 6'8". Lewis King played well at Oregon towards the end of the year, but he was coming off a knee injury and missed part of the season. He's another project as well. If the Warriors can find a way to uh, buy picks to get either of these guys in the second round, we would love to do that. But as far as first-round picks go, we need a contributor immediately. Ty Jerome, backup point guard out of Virginia, national champ. He would definitely fit as well, but the Warriors are grooming Jacob Evans to take over that backup point guard spot. So for me, the perfect situation right now is Dylan Windler, and that is who we are picking with the 28th overall pick. He's a senior out of Belmont shooting forward. He'll be 23 when the season starts. He is a great shooter, shot 43% from three, uh, 67% from two. Off-ball movement coming off screens and cutting to the rim fits perfectly with the Warriors' offense. He's a solid finisher and lob threat, good enough handle as well, uh, good effort and IQ on defense, but there's still some things that his lack of size and athleticism uh will be a problem. You know, the the IQ and effort won't make up for everything. But he's still a good enough player that the Warriors could use him and he can contribute immediately. He did go to Belmont, which is a small school, and played against smaller schools and dominated those those schools and did struggle against some of the, the top 100 teams that he would play against. But to me, that's not a problem because at Belmont, he was the the guy. And teams are focusing on shutting him down. Now, in a complimentary role with the Warriors... Don't think it'll be as much of a problem. And another reason why the Warriors need wings is because we saw it in the playoffs. Once Kevin Durant went down, it took away their ability to play small, to play the death lineup, so to speak. Uh, But basically, when they play Draymond Green at the five, that's when they're at their best. And without anything close to a suitable replacement for Kevin Durant, there was just no shooting behind him, which did not allow them to go small. Now with a guy like Dylan Windler and potentially other wings that they can pick up in free agency or the second round, it will help them with their ability to get back to that, playing small. Dylan Windler, about 6'8", 200 pounds, can definitely fill in at the small forward, potentially 
uh, some power forward in the small ball lineups. So with pick 28, Warriors are taking Dylan Windler and are happy to have him as the newest Golden State Warrior. So in that mock draft, I selected Dylan Windler. If you look at other mock drafts, uh, there are people that feel the same way. The Athletic came out with one recently. Uh, Sports Illustrated as well, I think, all had Dylan Windler going to the Warriors. He worked out for them recently also. Uh, There is buzz around him going to the Warriors as well, not just, uh, you know, some gas bag on a podcast, Uh, you know, amateur scout, armchair scout, whatever. Uh, there are there are reasons to believe that there's a connection there. Um, I do think he'd be a great fit for all the reasons I laid out. And we'll talk about just why the philosophy might have changed. Because he is a rookie who will come in and be able to contribute immediately. And that was very important when you weren't sure whether Kevin Durant was going to resign or... You, you just didn't know because I recorded that before the injuries happened. So you were expecting maybe you were going to have to replace Kevin Durant, at least a new uh, small forward, or at the very least you got good depth behind him who could play immediately. Now with the fact that Kevin Durant is injured, there is an argument to go the other way. We'll talk about that in just a minute. I also want to get to the 58th pick overall, which I know it's, it's the 58th pick. Who cares? But... Oddly enough, a very uh, unorthodox situation here with the Warriors where they're actually connected to someone at the 58th pick, and everyone assumes this is who they will take at 58 as long as he's available, and the Warriors have done everything to make sure that he will be available at 58, and that is Alan Smilagic. I'll say that one more time. Alan Smilagic from the Santa Cruz Warriors who they actually traded for on the G League draft night last year. He is an 18-year-old Serbian forward. He's about 6'10", 215. And the Warriors traded for him last year on the draft night, the G League draft night. I think they took him fourth overall. And they played him in the G League last year. And he played in 47 games, started for average 17 minutes, shot just under 50% from the field, was 24% from three, obviously something you want to work on, uh, but he was 57% from two, a 66% free throw shooter, only four rebounds, but oddly enough, averaged just over uh, two rebounds a game and just, excuse me, just over two offensive rebounds a game and just under two defensive rebounds. So he actually uh, is a better offensive rebounder and defensive rebounder, which is uh, different. You don't see that a lot. Uh, About one block a game and nine points a game. And I know those numbers don't jump out crazy, but the fact is he's 18 years old playing against grown men in the G League. And when you can hold your own, that's impressive. You know, Darius Baisley, who I'm actually going to talk about in this next segment, is a guy who I think it was Syracuse. I forget. He was committed to a college, backed out, said he was going to play in the G League, and then just turned out physically he wasn't ready. That's that's one of the things we overlook when talking about players skipping college to go, you know, a couple of players have decided to go play in the the uh, NBL, right? The Australian Basketball League, um, whatever, where Bogut plays. Uh, you know, Lonzo Ball's brother and, and one other player, I think Kenyon Martin's son, decided to go do that instead of playing in college. And the thing you don't realize is you're playing against grown men. You're a, an underdeveloped 18-year-old playing against grown men. 
and Smiley Geach held his own. Like I said, he's about 6'10", 215. Uh, the Warriors like him enough that they want to take him at 58. I wouldn't be surprised if they draft him at 58, sign him to a two-way contract, because that will keep him in Santa Cruz developing, can spend about half the season up with the, the Golden State Warriors, and then convert that into a regular contract after next season. Uh, I mean, we'll see what all the contract status is. Who knows? Maybe they just sign him to the regular squad and say, let's go. But he's more of a development uh, player than a guy who will contribute you know, next season or even the next. But he's a guy they really like, and oddly enough, like I said, they are connected to him at 58. Most mock drafts have them taking him at 58. Uh, the Warriors have, have kind of shielded him from other teams where they're not letting him work out for other teams. There was a, what is it, like G League All-Star workout or something like that. It's a, a pre-draft thing that they didn't let him go to. So they're zeroed in on him at 58, which is a uh, not a situation you see a lot. But he, trust me, as a guy who's a G League nerd like myself, I know I need to get a life, uh, but he was he was good in the G League last year and definitely worth that pick at 58. It'll be interesting to see if another team says, all right, well, we'll just take him before you. We'll see. But that's who they're connected to. And uh, we'll see what happens, man. I love the draft. You never know what's going to go down. All these choices may be made for the Warriors. Where what if someone takes Windler at 25 and Smiley Geach at 40? You know, who knows? But we will see. Going to take a break, come back. I want to talk about my philosophy with the Warriors and how they should draft this year. Whether it should be for immediate contribution or because of the injuries, they should use it as a development year. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Adobe. At CDW, we get your organization can be demanding. We know you're in there. I know. The marketing team's outside my office. They want their Adobe update now. With Adobe's value incentive plan, deployed by the experts at CDW, you can quickly and easily manage software subscriptions for the whole team. On Acrobat and Creative Cloud? All included. Cool. Guys, I'm coming out. Don't hurt me. For a satisfied digital workforce, you need Adobe and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash adobe. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Uh, You know, I know you all got long commutes to work and running errands and stuff. Why don't you bring me along with you, get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Warriors. And uh, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. So I just went over the Warriors' two picks at 28 and 58. 28's the first rounder, obviously. And I like Dylan Windler out of Belmont. He's a senior. He's 22 years old. Obviously, the shooting is the main draw, but he's about 6'8", 200 pounds. I think he's got about a 6'10", wingspan. You know, he's a competitor. Solid handle. All that stuff. He's very well-rounded, but the shooting is the main thing. And... The, the knock is the fact that, you know, he won't be a great defender. Like I said, he's he, he'll give you the effort, high IQ, all that stuff, but that still doesn't make up for uh, lack of certain, certain 
There's no T on the end. Certain defensive skills, certain athletic abilities. But I still like him a lot. A guy who can most likely contribute on day one. And I brought up Alan Smilagich at 58. He, uh, you know, I already just talked about him. But one thing I didn't mention is that he turns 19 in August. So he's not even 19 yet. Uh, so he, he definitely has some development that will need to happen. But I, that's still who they're connected to and still who they probably take at 58. I also wouldn't be surprised if they bought or traded for at least one more second-round pick. Hell, why not two? And the reason I'm saying this kind of ties into what I want to talk about is the Warriors' philosophy with this year's draft. Now, with Clay and KD both out for the year, and who knows if KD's coming back, uh, we all assume Clay will be uh, re-signed. KD, we don't know. But at the very least, let's say best-case scenario, they both re-sign and they're both coming back in 2021. Or 2020, sorry. Do you use this year, do you sell out to try and make the playoffs and be good this year? I mean, I think regardless of who you surround Steph and uh, Draymond with, I think they'll be fine. I do think they'll still be in the playoff hunt, injuries permitting, obviously. But do you use this year to try and develop more players for the future then say, go out and sign a bunch of vets who might help you get the the fifth seed over the eighth seed or something like that. I am leaning towards development. I'm leaning towards, you know, you sign Damian Lee and Marcus Derrickson and look for young guys. Uh, you know, Rodney Hollis Jefferson just got cut. Not that he's the guy that they should take a flyer on, but there are going to be young players young, talented players whose teams are just done with them. You know, I I brought up Thomas Bryant and Derek Jones Jr. recently. And I think that's the way the Warriors should go. And I think that's the way they should go in the draft as well. Now, in that segment talking about Darius, or excuse me, talking about Dylan Windler, uh, the, the mock draft segment, I brought up other guys like Darius Baisley, Lewis King, I don't know if I mentioned KZ Akpala as well, but there are guys who will need more development. Less likely to come in and contribute immediately. And so do you change your philosophy to say, you know, normally we'd want a guy who can come in and do something for us, but with the upside of a guy like Darius Baisley, who's 6'9", with, you know, a 7-foot-plus wingspan, and tons of potential, do we go with that because we're not as desperate to win as we usually are? And don't get me wrong, I still, I'm sticking with Dylan Windler. I still want that to be the pick because even when a guy can come in and contribute immediately, he still has room to grow. You know what I mean? Like Malcolm Brogdon came in, played great immediately, and then got better. It's not as if Dylan Windler comes in as a finished product. But the bottom line is with a guy like Darius Baisley, his ceiling is higher, but his floor is lower. Dylan Windler, his floor is higher, but his ceiling is lower. Where with the potential and talent of a guy like Darius Baisley, he could be, you could at least make the argument he's potentially a superstar. Which, look, you usually don't find it at 28th overall. And so, trust me, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar or anything like that. But that's where 
the philosophy comes in. What what are you looking for this year? I would still stick with a guy like Windler because you do need immediate contribution. You you just do. I, I, oddly enough, you can make the argument either way that, oh, well, now that Clay and KD are out, they don't need it because they're just going to be an average team anyways or, you know, slightly above average, whatever, whatever you want to call it. They're not going to be the championship contenders. So you can go in and get a guy who you need to develop more or the fact is without playing KD, you need guys who contribute more than ever. So I don't know. It's just a, a thought when it comes to guys like Darius Baisley, Casey Paula out of Stanford, another six, nine forward, uh, Lewis King, six, eight forward out of, out of Oregon who, again, we'll see how it all breaks down. He's a guy I would target in the second round. I'd be buying a second round pick to get Lewis King. Daquan Jeffries is another guy I would absolutely be hunting down second round picks to to buy to get guys like that. And that's why I mentioned I hope they buy not just one, but two, three, four, whatever. Because even if you're taking guys that are ready to contribute, they still need to develop. And you still need cheap labor moving forward. I know that sounds bad. Cheap. Well, well hell, it's what it is. You need cheap labor moving forward from your rookies and second round picks and free agents, because even if Kevin Durant leaves, you're going to be over the luxury tax. And because you're over the luxury tax, you can't go out and just sign free agents for, for actual money. They only have the taxpayer mid-level and a bunch of minimum contracts and that's it. So finding draft picks that can contribute is huge. And so I would try and get as many picks as possible. All right. Going to take one break, come back, I want to talk about some of the moves that were made in the NBA uh, recently because they do affect the Warriors, especially talking about buying second-round draft picks. There's one less out there for them to get. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just went over a bunch of draft stuff. And continuing to do so, I want to talk about some of the moves that were made in the NBA over the last couple days. One of them uh, specifically affects the Warriors indirectly, I guess, or at least in my mind it does, because the Miami Heat have traded a conditional future second-round pick to the Atlanta Hawks for pick number 44 in this year's draft. You've heard me talk about the Hawks before. They have three second-round picks, three first-round picks, They were a prime team for the Warriors to try and buy a pick from, and they still are. They still have pick number 35 and 41. 
But pick 44 is off the table now because Miami Heat went and traded for it. We don't have the specifics yet of the trade, but if it, I mean, a conditional second rounder, let's see what the conditions are because it might have been something the Warriors should have done. We'll see. And we'll see what happens draft night. The Warriors usually like to do their work on draft night and not beforehand, but it was just interesting to see because Miami had didn't have a second-round pick. They only had pick number 13. Now they add 44, and they're back to uh, you know normal arsenal of picks. Speaking of picks, the Utah Jazz have traded Kyle Korver, Grayson Allen, Jay Crowder, pick number 23 in this year's draft, and a protected future first-round pick for Mike Conley. And I don't know, maybe I underrate Mike Conley. It seems like a lot for Mike Conley. I Maybe I think he's more injury-prone than he actually is. I think he played 70 games last year. He is a damn good player. There's no doubt about it. But they did give up some of their depth to go get Mike Conley. But someone made the point that Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert is a hell of a three-man, three-man combination. And the reason I bring this up is because you know, a lot of people are saying with the Warriors going down the way they did and the injuries, teams are, are loading up. They, they see their opportunity. Okay, sure. But I also see teams making trades that just make sense. I don't know if it's, oh, you know, Warriors are down, let's go. Maybe that does have something to do with it. But are you telling me the Warriors, or excuse me, the Lakers wouldn't have traded for Anthony Davis or the Jazz wouldn't have traded for Mike Conley if the Warriors were still at full health? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, but looking at the Grizz, that move for the Grizzlies to me says they're taking John Morant at two. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with Kyle Korver and Jay Crowder because those are pieces. Those are assets that they can move. And you never know what happens as far as maybe they just buy them out. I mean, doubtful because they're both pretty affordable contracts. And Kyle Korver, especially in a league that is dying for three-point shooting, that's an asset. A $7 million contract for Kyle Korver, you can definitely get something for that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Draft is tonight. Be sure to check it out. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode breaking down what the Warriors do. Hopefully they, you know, hopefully there's a couple of brand new players added to this roster that can help them moving forward, not just next year, but for uh, years to come. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. <laughs> Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider.
This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.